Welcome to Checking Out the Competition Home Opener Edition. Finally, the Flyers are A, playing another hockey game, and B, playing a hockey game at home. It's a great time to be alive. Um, I am joined today by John Fisher of, what are you called now? All, called about, all about the jersey. You know All this. about the jersey. It's been this I way since it. 2015. Get on, I, get on my level. I almost said the Lou thing, but, you know, no. whatever. Um, yeah, so John is the uh, managing editor, editor over there at the SB Nation, New Jersey Devils blog. John, how are you doing? I am doing as well as I can, given the circumstances. I have to say that you are one of the more controversial guests that we've had on this show. People either really like listening to you or they like actively want to kill you. Which is perfect. <laughs> Nobody wants to be boring. Nobody says, you know what, when I grow up, Kelly, I want to be mediocre. I want to be Me right too. in the middle. I want to be vanilla. I want to be plain. I want to be the standard. No, you want to be either above it or below it. Love or hate. Not just a mild, neutral feeling like, you know, being a Flyers fan, knowing full well that you might make the playoffs, but you're going to get it bounced early, or you don't make the playoffs, but you're going to miss it by less than 10 points and wonder what could have been if we had a goaltender. Well, we have a goaltender now, but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, okay. So, as I said before we got started here, there's not a whole lot to talk about. You guys are two games into the season. We are one game into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into talking about what's going on right now, let's talk about what happened over the summer. Um, both of our teams added some important pieces. Obviously, for the Flyers, I think it's easy to say that Kevin Hayes was the most important piece that we signed. <laughs> you guys added a couple of important players, too. What would you say yeah. is the, the most important addition that the Devils made this summer? In the short term or the long term? both why not okay short term pk suban because the devils cannot keep leading on a 36 soon to be 37 year old andy green to lead the defense pk suban will be your minute muncher he'll be your big man on the power play he'll be throwing hits making plays sometimes he'll frustrate you but for the most part you're going to go wow and he already demonstrated that in the first two games of the season so good for him and that's important since he's making 10 million dollars in salary this season <laughs> he's at the peak of his contract always want to trade for those guys not oh, that yeah. you would know it not that you would know about overpaying players like kevin hayes anyways uh that's the short-term answer the long-term answer is of course the big deal jack hughes mm-hmm. now jack hughes is very much an 18 year old still acclimating himself to the league and the devils unfortunately have figured out that you can't just pair him with nikita gusev and hope it'll work out like it did in preseason, whereas the group did well against guys just getting warmed up and AHLers and guys on the bubble. But when you're going into games that count, and especially on the road where you don't get the benefit of the last change, that line got myrtleized in the metrics. I mean, we're talking about expected goals for for Hughes is less than 30%, which is not necessarily indicative of that he was bad, but just that he was put in a really bad position, and the coaching staff decided, eh, we're not going to change it. So... But he's long-term. He's going to grow up and be amazing. And he's already shown flash, enough flashes in preseason and the Prospects Challenge, and even in the first game or so, uh, that this guy is not just another guy. He's the big deal. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because one of the things that I wanted to talk about, um, obviously for Flyers fans, the big story heading into the game is the return of Wayne Simmons back oh. to Philadelphia for the first time since we had to trade him. Um, and I actually read earlier this evening that it looks like they're going to be putting Jack Hughes on a line with Wayne Simmons to try to open up some space for the kid. Um, How do you think that's going to work out? How do you think Wayne's going to play with your new guy there? 
it's going to be interesting because they're very, very, very different players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hughes is not a big player. In addition to being 18, he's also not large, whereas Wayne Simmons, as you know very well, is built like a brick house. So mm-hmm. you're not going to see Hughes and Simmons necessarily cycling. However, the Devils have this tendency, good and bad, that they like to go in deep on offense. And Simmons, that's a place where Simmons can thrive. And Hughes is certainly skilled enough to make the plays as necessary coming out of the corner or outside of the corner. So if Simmons wins a puck, finds Hughes in the circles or even on the half wall if it's open, and Hughes can do his thing there. Uh, it's going to be an interest. The more thing, more concerning part is going to be how they're going to do off off the puck because Simmons, he I'm not going to say he's a bad defensive player or bad off the puck, but it's where he kind of gets exposed due to his lack of speed. And the reality is that if you're getting Wayne Simmons, as you know, you're not getting him to kill penalties. You're not getting him to win matchups. You're hit, you're there to have him, excuse me, grind, ground and pound and do all that other fun stuff that hockey fans love because it's a physical sport and Simmons is very good at it. And Hughes is very much an 18 year old learning the NHL. So he has to learn the hard way how to play off the puck. So it, that's the more concerning aspect is, is if they get hemmed in, if they get a real bad matchup, like if they get to see a lot of Giroux and Voracek and John Hines isn't smart enough to change, get out of that matchup as soon as possible, it could be a very long night for the duo. That being said, if they get a favorable matchup and Simmons is really feeling it, and he might be since he's already been talking a lot of stuff about the game, um, it could prove to be somewhat fruitful. I will say it's a lot better than having Miles Wood next to him because we saw that in Buffalo and it was a giant nightmare. So are Devils fans generally excited about the idea of Wayne Simmons being on their team? They liked it. Uh, I mm-hmm. think a lot of there was a lot of sticker shock over the five million dollars, but when they saw that it was a one year deal, they just went, "Okay, well if it if that's what it takes to make him only stay for a year." Wayne Simmons carries the reputation of a guy that I think a lot of people like, but the concern mm-hmm. is he's now in his thirties, and as we're learning more and more with analytics and more with stats and more with just observations that especially for a physical guy like Simmons, is that it's questionable how effective you're going to be with a lot of mileage on your tires, so to speak. And they're not easy minutes or easy miles on the tires for Mr. Simmons. He loves to throw down. He loves to get in the middle of things. He even did so in preseason. Charles Lindgren sorely regretted that. Um, so it's a question of how long, how much longevity does he really have as being an effective player, especially if the game is becoming a faster game, more talent-based, not necessarily – grinding, cycling, dump and chase hockey. That being said, uh, people are excited to see what he can do, but I think there's some tempered expectations. They're not expecting him to be like a 30-30 guy and, or, or be like what David Clarkson did before he got massively overpaid like by Toronto. They're expecting solid work, solid effort, help on the power play and, you know, give everybody a couple of big cheers and there you go. Okay. Let's get into what we could expect in this game. Now a little bit. So the Flyers are coming off a 4-3 win all the way over there in the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. Um, The Devils, whom you indicate have a better defense this season than they did last season, uh, choked on a four-goal lead in their first game, lost to Winnipeg 5-4. Yep. And then then got absolutely dunked on by Buffalo um, 7-2, which was something to see considering it's the the Buffalo Sabres. why are you and why should we expect something different from the Devils in this game against the Flyers? Well, the biggest thing is that we should see something resembling an effort. That Buffalo game, for example, showed very little of it. Uh, they had the makings of a 
just on the schedule, it was going to be a tough game. You played the night before. You played your home opener. Add to the fact that they lost the home opener in a devastating fashion. It went to a shootout, so guys are extra tired. Uh, after that fourth goal, the game-tying goal against Hines benched four guys. So your your bench was shortened in a 65-minute game. So the effort level in Buffalo was really, really poor. Fortunately for the Devils, they've had some time off, not as much as the Flyers since they were flying back from the Czech Republic, but they've been off since Sunday. So they've had some days to sit down, watch the tape, drill, practice, and really start sorting things out. So the, so the hope is, and I have to say hope because who knows, anything can happen on any given night, but we have to hope that the Devils will give more of a damn in this game and play this game like it should be. And, at a minimum, they shouldn't be dunked on. It should be a very competitive game at a minimum, since I would rate that both teams are very similar to each other. Maybe. Um, I will say that the Flyers are very good at losing a home opener, so mm. it wouldn't be terribly surprising to me. We were actually talking about it on our podcast just a couple of minutes ago that an extremely Flyers thing for them to do would be to win this game that was played on a Friday afternoon in the Czech Republic that nobody was able to watch. Of course. Lose the home opener in ridiculous, horrible, embarrassing fashion, then go out west to Canada, win three in a row, come back home 4-1, but no one cares because they lost the home opener. That's a very Flyers thing to do, but we'll see what happens there. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, um, because it's kind of interesting given that both of our teams were out of the playoffs last season, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um the three teams in the Metro that did not make the playoffs, uh, your team, my team, and the New York Rangers, Our all three of rivals. those teams. Yes. So all three of our teams ostensibly improved this offseason. Yes. Um, Pittsburgh looks like they're probably not going to be as good as they were. I think that you could probably expect that the Islanders um, were a bit of an aberration last season. Um, do you see any of those three teams that were on the outside last season sneaking in this season? Do you think that any of these three teams has improved enough to shake up the division? Yes and no. Well, let, let's get let's be let's be frank. The Rangers are not going to do it. They already even traded one of their players with talent in Vladislav Nemestikov. They traded him to the prison that is known as the Ottawa Senators, the land of yeah. Eugene Melnick's uh, cheap cheap ways. He'll be he'll he'll get them to the cap floor. That's his main job. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he scores any goals, who cares? But the Rangers are definitely not going to get there. Yeah, they started off very nicely. Yeah, they have an offensive component, but this is this this team has all the makings of a squad that by the middle of December they're going to go, "Wow, this hockey stuff is really hard. We got to play every other night. We don't get a week off between games." And they're just going to get crushed cuz Lundqvist is definitely looking his age. Yeah. Georgiev is not all that in a bag of chips. And that's, and I want to take a brief aside here, Kelly, is that the biggest concern of the Metropolitan, what could really decide everything is going to be goaltending. Outside of mm-hmm. Washington, nobody has a really solid hand in net. And yeah, you, you can claim you have a goaltender, but I, I'm a little old, Kelly. I'm 36. I've seen this picture in Philadelphia many times. Oh, we got a goaltender. Look at the stats. These are amazing. Two years later. Oh man, we got to get rid of this guy. He's a joker. Well, and, you know, well, no. No, yeah. we've never, no, no, we've never had uh, a goaltender like Carter Hart in this organization okay, for as fine. long as I've been. All right. Playing. All right. But all right. Go, I, do will go defer on. To you. I know that you probably think Mackenzie Blackwood is better, but please do go on. Oh, I don't think Blackwood is better. Okay. Some he of your fans do, which he, is. He certainly hasn't shown it in the first two games. No. He has to sort that out. By the way, you're getting Schneider, who actually looked really good in that Winnipeg game before he got hurt. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I did see that we were getting him. Anyway, but that gets back to the point here is that so between Philly and New Jersey, who who's actually going to sneak in? I honestly think it's going to come down to who actually has hotter goaltending at important points of the important points of the season because mm-hmm. that's going to make the difference in what should be an incredibly tight division. I mean, we could have uh, a couple seasons ago there was a case where the difference between second and eighth place was less than ten points. That's how tight things were then, and we could see it again this season. So getting that extra extra hot streak, getting that extra hot game from a goalie can make all the difference between getting in and getting out. And when you add Montreal, Florida, and Buffalo, yes, Buffalo, get get used to it. Buffalo is not the joke that you thought it was, and I'm not just saying that because they dunked on the Devil 7-2 on Saturday. Uh, they've been dunking on some other teams. Uh, yeah, they look you good. Know, it's going to be a tight, tight race. So it's plausible. I personally want the Devils to do it. I hope they do. I did predict that they will. I think Schneider will come back in form, and Blackwood will get those two bad games that he just had out of his system and play much better going forward. And once Hughes gets going, Gusev gets going, and Hines has an understanding of when to make adjustments during hockey games, which is to say he should make some, um, this team could you know, get rolling and at least hang with a lot of these teams instead of being in the basement. Um, as far as the Flyers, it's not, the bigger concern isn't necessarily just heart, but it's also whether or not you've got the depth scoring that you do. On paper, mm-hmm. it looks like you totally do. On paper, absolutely. But, if, you know, Hayes busts, if you're not getting much out of Couturier as you used to in the past, if God forbid anything bad happens to Giroux or Voracek, that offense starts getting ugly real fast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, there's no question that things have to go right for the Flyers in a way that they haven't been going right in a long time. Um, exactly. but I, this is the first season, um, I think that we can all be pretty confidently optimistic that things are on an upswing, um, especially right. because the front office has been completely replaced, but. There you go. And that's, and yeah. that could be the big difference maker is that the coaching could also help mm-hmm. the Flyers out in a big way. Whereas, you know, to put it charitably, the Flyers have been, relative underachievers for the better part of the last decade or so. They, on mm-hmm. paper, they look like they should be hanging and banging with Pittsburgh and Washington for the top of the division, and inevitably they find ways to either not do that or they look great for two weeks, and then the next two weeks it's we can't buy a win to save our lives, mm-hmm. whether it's the goaltending, whether it's the offense just coming to nothing, whether or not the coach has a beef with the players, whether or not the guys aren't going to the rage room, by the way. Um, credit to the Wells Fargo Center for adding a rage room. Maybe that'll oh be take the season. I don't know. I don't, Maybe you got to snap some things, risk an injury, you know, cause a lawsuit. Hey, <laughs> whatever it takes, I guess, if you get, if you're trying to get back into the postseason. Uh, nevertheless, um, so the Flyers could definitely be plausible, but the big concern is going to be, as you put it earlier, are they going to do that Flyers thing again? I personally would love the Flyers thing to happen. I mean, you got to have a shtick. You got to have your thing, you know. As I said earlier, you don't want to be in the middle. You don't want to be playing. You don't want to be mediocre. You want to have a thing. You got to have a gimmick. And the Flyers mm-hmm. gimmick is uh, disappointing you when you least expect it. And we'll see if that happens again. But on paper, they should hang with the Carolinas and hang with the Washingtons and hang with uh, the pe- the Penguins. And to a lesser extent, I don't know what you would call the fourth best team of this division is. <laughs> Good luck trying to figure it out because I haven't figured it out yet. I don't know uh, if any if any other team is going to be able to hang with the Canes. To be honest with you, they look ridiculous. I don't trust. Now, them. I know it's early, but I don't trust the goaltend. Do you trust Peter Morazic? I don't trust Peter Morazic. I don't, but it would appear that everything in front of him is so good that it might not matter that much unless they, he's. A, they've been statistical darlings at five on five for the last decade. 
Yeah, it's Last almost decade. as though Kulski those has got those boys playing his way for well over seven seasons. Last season they finally get it because the percentages went their way. Maybe well, that's the, the thing is it's, it's up, but the goal it's almost as if the stats boys know what they're doing. Maybe well, if they knew what they were doing, they wouldn't have waited seven years to get this far. Mm, mm, I don't know. They paid anyway. A lot of money for Scott Darling and Cam Ward. Well, <laughs> all right, let's get back to this game. Get back. Um, to the game. Yes. Okay, so I personally am excited to watch Jack Hughes play. Obviously, um, looking forward to see if Taylor Hall is going to keep up what he brought to the ice last season. Obviously looking forward to seeing Wayne Simmons back. Um, those are the guys we know to look for yes. in a Devils game. Who should we be watching that we might not have been thinking Bla- about? Blake Coleman. He is one of your – he's your traditional mid, mid-draft mid pick success stories that players and fans alike just fall in love with. This is a is guy he your who- leading scorer right now? Technically, yes, with two goals okay. after he posterized Dmitry Kulikov uh, with a one-handed uh, shot that was the fourth Devils goal against Winnipeg. So Blake Coleman is a joy to watch. He is originally from Texas. He has a pickle juice line going for him. Uh, he wore a cowboy hat at the VMAs. If Wait, hold you... on. Back up. He's got a pickle juice line? Yeah. He sells pickle juice? He, he, he endorses it. He's he, oh. he's involved in the All business. Right. He's got a side hustle. You know, this hockey thing can't last forever. That'll, you know? that'll solve your cramps real quick, let me tell you. Chose well, that's, that, that's how it got started. He drank a jar of it in the penalty box one the game, and everyone's <laughs> like, what the hell did you just drink, Blake? And I was like, it's pickle juice. It helps your cramping. Yeah, and it really like, does. Oh, there you go. Anyway, but Coleman is a joy to watch. He's he's not the fastest player, per se, but he's definitely tenacious. He's a four-checking dynamo. He's fantastic on the penalty kill when it comes to a four-check. And he actually has an offensive game, not just because he has two goals, but he'll actually attack the net. He'll be, if you want him to do grind it out in the corners next to Simmons, which he was in the first two games, he can do that. If you need him to play with a more skilled player on his, uh, at center or the opposite wing, like he did last season at times with Zaka, uh, Pavel Zaka, then, you know, he can hang with that as well. And in a pinch, which was definitely needed last season, but since from, January something to the end of the season, the Devils had to call up 12 guys from Binghamton. Uh, he could do an imp- impersonation of a top six guy and not look completely out of place. The fact of the matter is that Blake Coleman is a joy to watch. He's definitely the definition of a non-star player, but if you were a Devils fan, which you should be, you'll fall in love with him very quickly. He's better than Kevin know. Hayes. Can you, can you fit another fan on that 12 seat bus that you guys have there? Or I don't know if you can. That might be all the fans. Class Kelly, world class. Jersey. Yeah, he had writers try to join the site from Iceland. Oh, look at that! People are crazy everywhere. What can I tell you? <laughs> we don't have um, a rage room at the Devils Arena, by the way. You don't have what? A rage room. Well, you don't have gritty either. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on at the Wells Fargo Center right now, and I'm I'm kind of into it. Um. They made an assembly room, so they had to make a disassembly room. It's like a balance thing. I don't know. But it seems like it would be fun to smash things. So any yeah. place that I can smash things, I'm kind of for it. Um. Okay. So who are you looking forward to watching on the Flyers tomorrow, if anybody? Is Carter Hart starting this game? Of course he is. I want to see how he does. Okay. I want to see... Is he going to be the next Bobrovsky, Brzgalov, Chichmanik, Mason? Uh, oh goodness, I'm 
drawing back uh I have to go back. It's a long list. It's a long list. It's a long list. You'd probably have to pull up a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But more seriously, uh, I do hope and expect him to get a lot more rubber than Carter Hutton did in Buffalo. I want him, maybe not as much as what Lauren Brassant saw in the home opener, which despite the Devils choking, they still put 39 shots on the boy. Mm -hmm. So we know the Devils have an offensive uh, component to their game now that they didn't always have. So I'm hoping Harder gets a lot of action and can weather lots of different storms from different players. If you must, if you may, if we need to look at a skater outside Mm -hmm. of the net, because you know, goalies, you have to notice they're the goalie. You always see the goalie in there. Um, I am curious. Excuse me. I'm very curious of how James Van Remsdyke is fitting in. Cause he's not, he's not a young guy anymore either. Mm-mm. And he's not he the top, and he's not the, yeah, he's not the top okay. guy that he used to be. Nope. But he could, and, he could cause matchup problems in the middle of the lineup. Well, that's the thing that's actually working in our favor right now is that we don't need him to be a top guy. He's actually playing on the third line. Um, and he, he looks quite good there and not leaning on him as much as he's been leaned on in the past, I think seems to be working in our favor. Um, it's allowing us to, I think that, um, in Prague, they were playing the second line, um, the Kevin Hayes line against the Blackhawks third line or something like that. We were getting really good matchups, um, simply yeah, looks- because they're, they're, the, the talent is a, a lot more spread out for the Flyers than it has been in years past. Yes. Which is good. Yeah, I'm looking at the natural stat trick, uh, stats from that game, and it does appear that they won the matchup pretty handedly. They did. In fact, they won a yeah. lot of their matchups pretty handedly. And, and Van Rensdyk, as I just mentioned, somehow managed to have a 93% expected goals for percentage, which is... Not bad, right? Well, that's that's like almost like, is there a mathematical error? Like 93% means, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're talking about expected goals here. It's 0.68 compared to 0.05. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a theoretical model here. It's not necessarily reality, but it suggests that, my goodness, he was creaming the matchup. He wasn't just winning it. He was just, uh, you know, as you put it earlier, dunking on it. So yeah, that's another I, reason I, why I'm a little concerned for his sake, because oh. given that we don't know how Hughes and Simmons are going to get on, we don't know how the other lines, because the Devils did shift them around from the first two games, we don't know how they're going to get on. So he could cause some matchup problems that maybe you, you and, well, maybe you would expect, but I certainly would not have expected. Well, it'll be interesting because, um, as you say, you guys are rolling some new lines. Um, Vino shook up the lines for the first game and it worked. He's on record as saying that he is not opposed to shaking them up again to see what sticks. So um, I'm not even sure if we're going to see the same lines that we saw in Prague, but we may um, and we may not. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We'll find out. We're recording this Tuesday night, so we'll find out tomorrow, I think, what kind of lines we're going to be looking at. But I don't know. I think it's going to be I think it'll be a good matchup. I'm kind of excited to see what Simmons does for Jack Hughes. So that'll be fun to watch. Yep. And uh, I guess related to that, we'll see if anybody wants to anger Mr. Simmons. Because um, it didn't happen in the Winnipeg or the Buffalo. Well, sort of kind of in the Buffalo game, I should say. Yeah. But preseason against our hated rivals, Charles Lindgren, for whatever reason, decided to poke poke him and slash him. And then Simmons is like, do you really want to go? And Lindgren, I guess, decided I have a death wish. So yes. (laughs) And uh, him jaw jacking at Lindgren all the way to the penalty box after our fight 
you know, was the very first clip that got added to the, you know, the, the, the home openers, uh, video, you know, pump up video, you know, him just, mm-hmm. just you know, pointing a finger, just, you know, yelling a whole bunch of words I can't use because I don't know what they are, but I'm pretty sure you can't say them on a family friendly website. Oh, uh, this, we say bad words on this podcast. Yeah, but I don't, I keep it clean. Okay. I, 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 rep- I, I'm safe for the children, Kelly, because yeah. I respect the children and you can okay. listen to me at work. See, <laughs> class worldwide, no concerns. That's what yeah. you get at all the jersey. Anyways, but, uh, you know, that also ingratiated to the fan base incredibly quickly since, you know, beating up a ranger is always a good way to get in the many graces of the, of the devil's faithful. Oh, sure. But, uh, as you know, Simmons does have a temper in a very yes. infamous game between the devils and the flyers a couple of years ago. I want to say two seasons ago, Simmons got heated and started spitting out the verbals like Mussolini on the balcony. And got himself an extra two minutes, which gave the Devils a five on three, and the Devils scored their first five on three goal of that season, and it helped the Devils win that game. And as we know, the Devils went to the playoffs that season, so that was an, you know, every point mattered in that season. Mm-hmm. And I just think to myself, all right, Simmons assisted the Devils on a win. And now Simmons can do a good thing and assist the Devils to a win. We just have to hope he doesn't assist the Flyers by starting something, taking an extra penalty, getting an extra two minutes because he was jaw jacking or, instigating the fight and uh give the flyers power play which is theoretically terror terrifying an extra opportunity that they do not need well you've only played one game right yeah yeah did they score a power play goal hard to say i think so well, i actually if, missed the game because i had oh. business to attend to but yeah that whole afternoon yeah. game thing you know, it was very yeah. annoying for me personally um right, the point of the matter is even if they didn't score a goal you know if you have Giroux, voracek couturier Provorov got to be here. In theory, your power play should do things. Yeah. In I mean, I, I would like to hope that Wayne Simmons will not be punching any of his friends in the face and that they will not be punching him in the face. But this is a business. Are they I know. friends? I'm nah. sure they yeah, it's a business. They are. They're friends. Yeah. Um, okay. So to wrap up, we'll wrap up like we always do on these little podcasts. Um, give me your prediction for how this game's going to go. Give me a score. Give me a final. How do you think it's going to end up? Well, you know, I can't give you an honest, objective answer because I have a soul and a brain and a desire to see the right team win this game. So I'm going to boldly predict that the Devils are going to win this game 4-2 to with an empty netter tacked on with about a minute and 30 left to play mm-hmm. just to, you know, e, you know, provide some drama in the third period. But the Devils will go on to win their first game of the season tomorrow night at the Wells Fargo Center. Please do not bust your eye open raging in the rage room. Well... Even though I said earlier that a very Flyers thing to do is to lose the home opener. They're mm-hmm. notorious for it. Um, this is an all-positivity season for me, and I have decided <laughs> that... In, I'm, la- in I'm an, laughing because you're, you're trying really hard to be positive, I can tell. No, I'm doing it. Um, in an effort to show their fans that they have, in fact, turned a corner, they're going to come out guns blazing tomorrow night. And they are just going to kick the shit out of the devils all over the ice. Mm. I am going to say, I'm going to say five one flyers okay. and a definitive win on home ice for once to start the season. Okay. I'm going with it. All right. Feel good about it. Okay. So and what's going to happen? What, what's going to happen when it doesn't happen? I just I pretend that I didn't say anything. I just I ah, like to ignore all no. of my personal failures. It's okay. how I live well, my life. Well, it's how the internet operates. The internet never forgets, but it really hard struggles to remember unless they want to. <laughs> Listen, if there's nothing that Twitter is 
is good for. It's for making sure that people dunk on you for being wrong about things. It depends. Yeah. It depends. As all as ever, you know, if you're a big jerk on the internet, you know, you'll get your payment. And if you just keep to yourself and be as milk toast as possible, then you won't because nobody knows who you are because you're too mediocre, you're too in the middle, you're not interesting. They don't love or hate you. They just go, meh. Who wants the meh, Kelly? Do you want to uh, be a meh? No, you don't. Meh's kind of my brand. <laughs> uh, find a new brand. <laughs> I don't want anyone to pay any attention to me whatsoever. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Flyers home opener. You're yes. going to be listening to this on Wednesday. Tonight, 730 against the Devils at the Wells Fargo Center. I don't know if there's going to be any pregame nonsense. Probably not, because what could we possibly be celebrating? So hopefully it'll be an actual 730 puck drop. You can watch the game where you normally watch them. You can listen to the game where you normally listen to it. John, thank you very much for joining me. As always, it was great talking to you. Thank you for having me on, Kelly. And remember, everybody, allaboutthejersey.com is the place to be to find out everything that you want to talk about, all about the Devils. I go there every single time I want to read about the New Jersey Devils, which is not that often. <laughs> Give in and read me more often. Give in. Your, no, your, in brain, your heart is telling you, go be a Devils fan. In all Stop seriousness, they, you guys do great work, just like all of the other SB Nation hockey blogs. We are a great website, in my opinion. Yeah. Nothing but quality content. Absolutely. All, all right. It. Thank you again, John. Let's go Flyers. Go Devils.